I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. We just gotta do what we do. We play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish strong. Yes, from the top. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Welcome to the Something to Say radio show on WGSO 990 AM and streaming live on WGSO.com. No subjects are off limits, so call in with your questions and comments to 504-556-9696. And now the host of the Something to Say radio show, B.J. Rust. Welcome to another edition of the Something to Say radio show on WGSO 990 AM and, of course, streaming live on WGSO.com. And you can find us on the Mixler app. If you haven't downloaded that, make sure you do so. It is available for both Android and Apple, and uh, it's free, no ads, so no reason not to uh, not to get that and uh, listen to all of your favorite WGSO programming on that app no matter where you are. Lot to uh, lot to get to this week, and uh, I want to start by talking about something that's going to be happening tomorrow, uh, the 15th annual Oak Street Pool Boy Festival, uh, obviously happening on Oak Street if you're unaware, and uh, uh, there'll be over 40 food and beverage vendors. Uh, there's multiple stages of live music, and uh, let's see here, let's see who all is going to be performing. Um, you got George Porter Jr. and his running partners, Delta Phonic, Zeta, Zoomst. Uh, who else do we got? Uh, Cardboard Cowboy, Caleb Tokarska Band, Julian Primo, The Riverbenders. Uh, also have uh, School of Rock, The Po' Boy Fest Brass Band, uh, River Eckert, Tom Worrell, Dom Pipkin, Josh Paxton. All kinds of great music. So, uh, uh no reason not to head out there also um uh the the festival is free but it does cost five dollars to get a wristband uh in order to purchase po boys and a portion of the proceeds to that goes to son of the saint which is a fantastic uh, organization that uh, uh they exist to transform the lives of fatherless boys through mentorship emotional support development of life skills exposure to constructive experiences and formation of positive, lasting peer-to-peer relationships. So, uh, for a good cause, and uh, tons and tons and tons of great pool boys. One of uh, one of my favorite festivals uh, of the year, and uh, it was nice living in the neighborhood. I used to live in the Car- Carrollton neighborhood, so it was only a block away from me. Uh, now it's just a streetcar ride away because I still live uptown, but. Uh, Either way, it's uh, it's a great festival, and come early, and there's no Saints game, so you don't have to worry about missing out on any of that. And uh, usually, there's the the games are on, uh, you know, throughout the different uh, bars and restaurants on Oak Street. Also, so if you need to pop in and 
check what uh, maybe some of your players are doing in fantasy or maybe you uh, doing some sports betting, you'll still be able to catch the game, but uh, you'll also be able to have some great food uh, for a great cause and, and listen to some great music on top of it. So you don't want to miss out on it. And that's uh, presented by Tony Shashery. So head on out there from 10 to 6 on Sunday and uh, between the 8100 and 8700 blocks of Oak Street. So you can't miss it, I promise. There's a lot, just go where all the people are, and uh, you'll, be, uh, you'll be in the right spot for all of that. Uh, let's see. You know, I saw this the other day, and uh, it just kind of made me shake my head. Um, uh, when I was a kid go, growing up, we used to go to, well, back then it was called Showbiz. Now, it, then it changed, I, I think, probably in the late 80s, early 90s to Chuck E. Cheese. But uh, I saw the other day that they are actually going to remove all of their animatronic bands from their locations, except for one. And apparently it's all because of the movie that came out last, I think it was last week or the, the week or, I don't know. It just came out a few weeks ago. We'll just say that. Called was it Five Nights at Freddy's? Which Freddy's, I guess, was a a uh, a take on Chuck E. Cheese. And I haven't seen the movie, but um, apparently it was enough that made the uh, the folks at Chuck E. Cheese decide that they should get rid of their animatronic bands in all of the locations except for one. Uh, the only place it's going to continue performing is in Northridge, California. That's right outside of L.A. Uh, the president and CEO of Chuck E. Cheese, um, CEC Entertainment, David McKillips, said uh, in a press release that uh, as an important part of the legacy of the brand, we know that animatronic band holds a special place for many fans and their childhood memories. We want our fans to know that the decision to keep the band here in one place is meant as a gesture of love and gratitude as our legacy continues to evolve in new ways. Um, Chuck E. Cheese is and was an essential part of growing up. It has, an, has had an enormous impact on how families have fun, providing a place where kids and adults alike could be entertained. From animatronic shows tailored more for the adults to games, prizes for the kids, it's great that the original band will remain in residency at the Northridge location, while others, other locations will offer experiences and create memories with a new vision. Here's the deal. I don't know how you feel about it, but the way that I feel about it is number one, if you know, if you're if you're making decisions like this based off of a movie, and and that's just the rumor. I, I don't. There's nothing that's been said formally about it. Uh, however, uh, I mean, I think that they filed bankruptcy a long time ago, and I'm pretty sure that they haven't been doing. You know, they've been probably on life support for quite some time. But if you get rid of the the animatronic band what do you really have you know i think it was that that's their that's their niche and i don't know if uh you know i've, I've read some some articles that said that they're going to have dance floors and you know video games and well they already had video games and i don't know then what why would you why would you go to this place to play video games and have pizza when you could you know, there's Dave and Buster's all over the place too, and it seems to be pretty much the same thing. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's a it's a mistake, and they if they're going to make changes, they should probably make changes that are a little more in line with what they were what they were providing uh, in years past. You know, maybe update the band and and do something like that. But I don't know. It, to me, it's it's just kind of a silly thing, and uh, 
um, it, it disappointing really more than anything because you know I, I had obviously growing up we had I had I had a birthday party there but I had a great time going there with my family and and my friends and uh, you know it was always fun but uh, you know I, do kids even really go to these places anymore I don't know I haven't you know I don't even know where there is a Chuck E Cheese around here um, I, I don't know but uh, either way, it's just disappointing, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how they, uh, how they come out the other side of this because I don't think they're going to do too hot with it. Like I said, they probably weren't doing too hot to begin with, but I think this is just going to make it a little bit worse. And uh, if they believe that have it, keeping it all the same at one location in California is going to you know, have people make the trek for nostalgic purposes, I don't think that's going to be the case either. So just disappointing to hear that things uh things like this are changing and and i don't know if necessarily for the better but i think that's just the uh the overarching thing these days is that things are changing and maybe not for the better in a lot of ways so all right well we need to take a break let's uh we need to talk about the ugly saints game that happened last weekend thank goodness uh there is good news because they're on a bye this week so we know they can't lose so uh, we'll, we'll talk about the Vikings and the Saints and Pelicans had a pretty, pretty good week and, uh, we'll, uh, we'll break down also week 11 in the NFL preview that, and, uh, we'll do some Florida man before we get out of here. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Shop and Rescue is a nonprofit volunteer-run rescue. We provide adoption services and care for homeless animals across the New Orleans metro area. We also offer pet supplies and grooming services at our downtown and Marigny locations. The shops are located at 839 Spain Street and 513 Dumain Street and are open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays and noon to 6 on Saturdays, noon to 5 on Sundays. We can be found on the web at BigEasyPetShop.com. Support local animals in need by shopping and adopting with Big Easy Animal Rescue. Are you looking for the perfect personalized gift for your friends and loved ones? Then look no further than Crow and Crescent. Crow and Crescent provides customizable handmade gifts, tumbler cups, and much more. All items are handmade with care and can be gift wrapped with personalized messages. For more information, you can find us at crowandcrescent.com and on Instagram. Crow and Crescent, let us show you the right gift for any occasion. The 15th Annual Oak Street Po'boy Fest presented by Tony Sacheries continues to serve up creative versions of this iconic sandwich. It includes a VIP area, art market, and a kid's zone run by School of Rock. It hits on Sunday, November 19th, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. with 40 food vendors, plus performances from Brazzinola, The Riverbenders, Zoom, Steltaphonic, the legendary George Porter Jr. and his running partners, and more. The event is free, but a wristband is required to purchase a po'boy. Visit poboyfest.com for more information. 
All right, we're back with more of the Something to Say radio show on WGSO 990 AM and streaming live on WGSO.com. All right, gang, let's uh, let's talk about the debacle that happened in Minnesota last week. And, uh, you know, not surprising, uh, Josh Dobbs has played really well for the Vikings the last couple games. And to be honest, he didn't play too bad for the Cardinals when he was with them before being traded. However, I don't even know where to begin with uh, with everything. Um, I, I think if we're going to talk about Josh Dobbs, you know, he had a great day. He was 23-34, threw for 268 yards and a touchdown. But the problem is, is that there's not a lot of pressure being put on any of the quarterbacks, let alone, you know, a backup journeyman quarterback. Um, yeah, the, let's see, how many sacks? Yeah, as a team, we had uh, the Saints had one sack on Sunday, and uh, a total of four quarterback hits. You're, I mean, it, as good as the secondary has been, and and as as ball hawking as they've been, if if the Saints could p- apply more pressure to these quarterbacks, the the turnovers would go would skyrocket, and that's saying a lot because I think I believe they've had twelve turnovers, something like that. They've gotten. However, uh, without being able to get to the quarterback, it, it's just making for long days. And, and you know, you know, like I said last week, going to the Bears game, um, you know, Bajan on naked bootlegs was just killing the Saints, killing them. Um, and if you're going to play against a team that has a good quarterback, they're going to they're going to tear you apart all day long. Um, so, you know, there, that's part of the problem. And then uh, uh, I want to see if there's no, – don't have, don't have any stats on the penalties. But um, uh, Derek Carr had a fumble. Um, and, uh, you know, with him leaving the game, I don't know. You know, it, things weren't going very well to begin with. And uh, him leaving the game with a concussion and another sol- uh, shoulder injury – it looks like he'll probably be back for the Falcons game. Um, but you got to give credit to Jameis. When he came in, uh, he got him back in the game. They were down 24-3 to at the half. And uh, the defense did tighten up, only allowed three points in the second half. Uh, but then Jameis, you got to take the good with the bad. And even though he threw two touchdowns, he also threw two, t- two interceptions at the end of the game. That was very important. And... Um, I don't know. I just don't know what the answers are. If you look at the stats and you look at, there was only 15 total rushes last week. Kamara had nine carries for 42 yards. Um, Taysom Hill had one carry for six yards. After everything that Taysom has been doing over the last couple of weeks when they've been successful, he only gets one carry. Now, I get it. You're down. Um you're down 24 to three at the half, but you weren't. You weren't in the beginning of the game. It was three to three after the first quarter. Um, so, you know, I, I don't understand the game plan. I, you know, if it was successful one week, why do you not think it's going to be successful the next? And obviously, you got to do something to change this up because running Alvin Kamara up the middle is not the answer. He's not that guy. He needs to be able to get to the outside and make people miss. Um, and even, you know, and that's why you bring in somebody like Jamal Williams. But then they he only has four carries for seven yards. I just don't understand. And then to make matters worse, 
you lose Michael Thomas, you lose Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, like I said, Derek Carr leaving the game. Michael Thomas, uh, you know, has a, a, what, what they're saying is a significant knee injury. I believe that's what it was. Um, and he's going to have to miss some time. And Marshawn Lattimore, I don't, um, let me see. I don't remember what, uh, what his injury was, but I don't think his is as, is as serious as what Michael Thomas was. Um, well, let's see. Um, uh, well, according to the Saints, both of them uh, sustained fairly significant injuries during uh, during the game. Um, um, Derek Carr, his shoulder tested, out, it was fine. Um, but, uh, you know, they signed Keith Kirkwood back to the team. So, you know, I don't know how long um, they're going to miss, but it's going to be – it's probably going to be a few weeks, you know. And, and thankfully we have some depth in our secondary, and I think we can we can navigate those waters. Paulson Adebo's played really well, Lante Taylor has played well a lot of a lot of guys have stepped up on that uh defensive secondary michael thomas you know you know it's thankfully we have we're three deep on uh on our wide receivers but it's going to mean you know a lot more pressure on alave and uh, uh shaheed and is Derek carr going to be able to keep keep the plays on schedule because i think that's a lot of it too is when he gets off schedule with his throws things don't tend to go very well. And I don't, I mean, at this point, I think you're going to have to start going, you know, with what was working over the last two weeks with Taysom Hill, uh, getting a big dose of him. I think that's the, that's the formula for their success right now. And and truthfully, if you're not going to make moves during this bye week, I don't know. In my, in my feeling on it is also that, this is a really bad division. I don't think that's a shock to anybody. However, the Saints are still the favorites to win this division. And if they go on, make the playoffs, the case is going to be made for Dennis Allen to stay because they're a division-winning team and possibly even Pete Carmichael. And at this point, I think this era has probably ran its course. I hate to say it. Uh, I think uh, Allen has been a, a fantastic defensive coordinator um, but this is, it's just not working. And I don't know how much longer you're going to be able to stick with this. You know, we've got one of the oldest, if not the oldest rosters in football. It's getting closer and closer time to, to start making some moves to rebuild this team. But maybe the first move is a change in leadership. You know, I, I personally feel if they end up in the playoffs with nine wins or, you know, something like that. It, you really got. You're going to have to take a long, hard look at uh, at what's going on, and uh, and hopefully, Gail will uh, will do what's necessary to uh, continue the success that this franchise has had over the last 15 to 20 years. So, all right. Well, let's take a break and uh, come back. We'll talk a little bit about the Pels. We got rest of uh, NFL Week 11 to talk about. There's some injuries. There's some releases. Lots and lots and lots of stuff to talk to talk about. So don't go anywhere. Let's get some news, and I'll be back. Seems to greet me with a smile. 
Easy Pet Shop and Rescue is a nonprofit volunteer-run rescue. We provide adoption services and care for homeless animals across the New Orleans metro area. We also offer pet supplies and grooming services at our downtown and Marigny locations. The shops are located at 839 Spain Street and 513 Dumain Street and are open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays and noon to 6 on Saturdays, noon to 5 on Sundays. We can be found on the web at BigEasyPetShop.com. Support local animals in need by shopping and adopting with Big Easy Animal Rescue. Are you looking for the perfect personalized gift for your friends and loved ones? Then look no further than Crow and Crescent. Crow and Crescent provides customizable handmade gifts, tumbler cups, and much more. All items are handmade with care and can be gift wrapped with personalized messages. For more information, you can find us at crowandcrescent.com and on Instagram. Crow and Crescent, let us show you the right gift for any occasion. The 15th Annual Oak Street Po'boy Fest presented by Tony Sacheries continues to serve up creative versions of this iconic sandwich. It includes a VIP area, art market, and a kid's zone run by School of Rock. It hits on Sunday, November 19th, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. with 40 food vendors, plus performances from Brazzinola, The Riverbenders, Zoom, Steltaphonic, the legendary George Porter Jr. and his running partners, and more. The event is free, but a wristband is required to purchase a po'boy. Visit po'boyfest.com for more information. Thanks for sticking around for more of the Something to Say radio show on WGSO 990 AM. Uh, as bad as the Saints played this week, or last week, I should say, the uh, the Pelicans played really well on Wednesday night. Uh, actually, I would say probably the best game that I've seen them play all season. Uh, they beat the uh, Dallas Mavericks 131 to 110, which it uh, was the uh, it was a in season tournament game as well. So that's uh, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I've been watch. I've watched a lot of NBA games, and um, you know, they obviously the announcers are making a big deal about the end season tournament, and uh, they're really wanting to uh, to get everybody on board with it. Uh, I don't know. You know, I, to me, it's a game. It's 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 just a game, and I get it. They make they make some extra money if they if they win this tournament, but um, I don't know. Maybe it'll get better. Uh, obviously, some people are taking it serious. If you saw the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves versus the Golden State Warriors, uh, uh, well, I guess you could call it more of a fight than a game because I think they were only a minute into the game and uh, three or four people were ejected for a fight. And, uh, you know, there was five game suspension handed down to Draymond, uh, Draymond Green for uh, putting Rudy Gobert in a uh, chokehold. I, I don't know. But it was pretty wild. But anyways, on the on back to the Pelicans, 
what a great game they played. And, and the more I'm watching of Jordan Hawkins, the the, the Pell's first round draft pick, I, I really like what uh, what that kid is about. He played 33 minutes off the bench on on uh, Tuesday night and uh, had 25 points, was five for 12 from the three point line, and uh, had six six rebounds, three assists. Um, just an overall good game. A kid can really really shoot and has a. I, from what I've seen so far out of him, seems like he has a really high basketball IQ as well. Um, Zion played 27 minutes uh, Tuesday night, had 19 points. Herb Jones had a great game, and, and really Herb Jones I think was was really the uh, the catalyst of, of them playing as well as what they did. His defense, and he was coming back from injury also, but he was everywhere. He played I mean played such great defense the other night and. Uh, he ended the game with 19 points, five steals, and four assists, four rebounds. I mean, for if you're getting that kind of production out of him, um, you're you're in really good shape. And uh, Brandon Ingram had 25 points, nine rebounds, seven assists. I mean, he's going to have to put those kind of numbers up consistently for this team to uh, to continue to have success. Dyson Daniel stepping in um, for C.J. McCollum who's probably going to miss a few more weeks, I would, I would assume. Uh, but he had a nice game also, uh, six assists and 10, re- uh, I'm sorry, 10 points. Najee uh, Marshall off the bench, and it's, it's good to have him back too. And we've been missing him the first few weeks of the season as well. He played 21 minutes off the bench and had 16 points with four boards um, and a steal. You know, that's, uh, that's huge. It, you got to have this kind of production coming off the bench. And, you know, and I don't know if they're going to make some moves, and maybe you know, I've I've heard some rumblings of Kyra Lewis, probably is, is out of the rotation, and he may be somebody that they they try to trade, uh, and and they have plenty of draft picks to be able to uh, to to dangle out there as well, but uh, just an overall great game. They scored 44 points in the third quarter, which had really been their Achilles' heel most of the year, where they've been they've really been outscored in the third quarter, but but they they played really well. And just a great game. 131 points is that's that's really good for especially for as injured as what they are. And uh, uh, hopefully they'll be getting Jose Alvarado back soon too. I know he was listed for uh, uh, one of the games as uh, or for Friday's game as doubtful, um, which is is an improvement from before because he's just been ruled inactive or out for everything. So. He's heading in the right direction, I believe, and hopefully he'll be back soon too because there again, somebody that plays as good a defense as he does coming off the bench and can hit some big shots, especially under pressure. He, you know, he, he seems to thrive in, those, in, those, in that role. So uh, looking forward to that, and, uh, and I, think there's, I think they may be turning the corner even though they're, uh, they're five and six right now, but I, I believe that they're going to be uh, heading in the right direction sooner rather than later. I uh, wanted to share this with you because I saw this yesterday and uh, it, it made me laugh. I, when I heard, saw the headline, I, I had to take a double take. And uh, the headline was that uh, the, the Eagles released a 51-year-old former first-round draft pick. That's right, and they really did. Uh, this actually came on Thursday. They released uh, Bernard Williams. Bernard Williams was drafted 14th overall in the 1994 draft. And uh, he started all 16 games and earned NFL All-Rookie honors. 
But uh, he, I guess he tested positive for marijuana several times and never played another down in the NFL. Um, and so the Eagles stashed him on the reserve suspended by commission list, and they forgot to take him off. So, uh, so 30 years later, almost 30 years later, he's back out on the uh, out on the free agent market. So if anybody's looking for a 50, uh, 51 year old offensive lineman. Uh, they can they can scoop him right up. I'm sure he's ready to play. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk about this week in uh, the NFL. So the f- biggest news, and this is uh, on from comes from Thursday night. Uh, Joe Burrow is out for the season after uh, after tearing a ligament in his wrist that's going to require surgery. And Mark Andrews, uh, I believe that was an ankle injury, and he'll be out for the rest of the season too. And, and obviously that hurts the Bengals. A hell of a lot more than it hurts the Ravens, even though I think it's a huge loss for the Ravens. Mark Andrews is, I think, one of the better tight ends in, in the league and um, really has been a safety blanket for Lamar Jackson. But uh, either way, the Ravens knocked off the Bengals 34-20. to And boy, oh boy, I don't know. I, I don't know what, uh, you know, and the Bengals really just in the last few weeks had, had gotten on a roll and, uh, it's such a shame that Joe Burrow had finally gotten healthy from his injury in the preseason, and uh, and now, you know, I think they're back to square one. But if you look on, if you're going to look at the positives of it, you know, if they fall off, which they probably will, uh, I think you're going to see them get a pretty high draft pick and to go along with that young core that they have, even if they lose T. Higgins, which they may because salary cap issues after the season. That's going to put them right back in a in a dangerous position if they if they go after another offensive weapon. So, all right, so let's gonna let's kind of skim through some of the games this week. Uh, I think the biggest game of the week is going to be Monday night game. You have the Eagles against the Chiefs. Eagles are eight and one. They're traveling to KC. Um, I'm uh, I would assume yeah, KC is favored by two and a half with an over under forty five and a half. I would have to say I'm going to go with Kansas City on this. Number one, it's hard to beat the Chiefs. Number two, it's hard to beat the Chiefs at home. Um, you know, you're not going to get any any calls, uh, especially late in the game. And uh, I would love to see it like a you know just an offensive shootout. I think that would be fun because it doesn't seem like that happens very often anymore. Um, you know, just uh, something that would really uh, you know be entertaining to watch. So. Uh, I'm going to take the the Chiefs in this game. I just think it's it's tough for for anybody to win in Kansas City. Um, certainly, though, if anybody could do it, it's the Eagles. But I'm going to take the uh, take. The, I would I would just go money line on the Chiefs because this could be a game that comes down to a field goal, you know, last second type of a deal. And uh, let's see what else do we got? <clears throat> uh, Steelers and Browns. Shockingly, they're both six and three, and I, I think the Steelers. And I even believe that Steeler fans, and I know a few of them, would agree that they're they're probably one of the worst six and three teams that uh, that uh, has ever existed. And uh, you know we've talked about Matt Canada and his poor play calling. And uh, Cleveland's actually favored by a, a point and a half. I, I'm going to go with the with the Browns. I know Deshaun Watson, I believe, is out for the rest of the year, which is probably good because there's less distractions. And that defense of Cleveland's is just is a monster. So uh, I'm going to have to go with the Browns on on this one at home. And then uh, Lions and Bears. 
uh, Lions all day. They probably win walking away. I, and I believe that Justin Fields is going to be back. I don't think it matters. Uh, I think the Lions end up probably with at least a 10-point win. Dolphins and Raiders, I mean, come on. Miami's favored by 13. Of course, I believe they're going to cover. Uh, Jacksonville and Tennessee, Jacksonville's favored by seven. I think that might be a better game than, than advertised or, or the way it looks, even though the Titans are three and six. might be a little closer. Uh, I would. Uh, I, I don't know. Jacksonville by seven, I don't know if they, they cover that. Uh, 49ers at the Bucks, and uh, I, I would think the 49ers would – walk away on this one um i don't see i guess the falcons are having a buy also this week rams and seahawks uh seattle favored by a point or half a point i I think they win that game too um i think the rams were very overrated going into this game then you have the vikings and the broncos the broncos have been playing a lot better after beating the bills and the chiefs back-to-back weeks i wouldn't be surprised for the broncos to win this game Uh, i think that they're finally starting to hit their groove and really, uh, for as much as, uh, smack as we've talked on Russell Wilson, you look at his stats, he's thrown for 1,800 yards, 18 touchdowns, and four picks. Not bad. You know, not bad at all, really. Uh, he's really turned turned out, turned out the season around. So uh, I'm going to take the, uh, the Broncos on that one. The Bills and the Jets. After the Bills fired their offensive coordinator this week, I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets beat them. I really wouldn't. Uh, we'll see, though. I, I mean, I think the I think the Bills are one of the biggest disappointments this season. Um, just really been playing poor football. Five and five. They should be a lot better than that. Texans at the uh, Cardinals at the Texans. I, I believe Texans take care of business. C.J. Stroud is going to win the uh, offensive rookie of the year. I. I, I totally believe that so uh then you got cowboys and panthers i don't think there's any doubt cowboys win that game so all right well that's uh let's take a break and uh, we'll come back we'll wrap the week up with uh some florida man and we'll get on out of here uh so don't go anywhere i'll be right back Shop and Rescue is a nonprofit volunteer-run rescue. We provide adoption services and care for homeless animals across the New Orleans metro area. We also offer pet supplies and grooming services at our downtown and Marigny locations. The shops are located at 839 Spain Street and 513 Dumaine Street and are open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays and noon to 6 on Saturdays, noon to 5 on Sundays. We can be found on the web at BigEasyPetShop.com. Support local animals in need by shopping and adopting with Big Easy Animal Rescue. 
Are you looking for the perfect personalized gift for your friends and loved ones? Then look no further than Crow and Crescent. Crow and Crescent provides customizable handmade gifts, tumbler cups, and much more. All items are handmade with care and can be gift wrapped with personalized messages. For more information, you can find us at crowandcrescent.com and on Instagram. Crow and Crescent, let us show you the right gift for any occasion. The 15th Annual Oak Street Po'boy Fest presented by Tony Sacheries continues to serve up creative versions of this iconic sandwich. It includes a VIP area, art market, and a kids zone run by School of Rock. It hits on Sunday, November 19th, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. with 40 food vendors, plus performances from Brazzinola, The Riverbenders, Zoom, Steltaphonic, the legendary George Porter Jr. and his running partners, and more. The event is free, but a wristband is required to purchase a po'boy. Visit po'boyfest.com for more information. back last segment of the week so uh let's uh go ahead and check in on those good folks over in florida and see what they've been up to this week so without any further ado here's this week's florida man down to florida we welcome you to the sunshine state they're kicking back and soaking up the rays every day in florida all right, so the first uh, story that I have comes from Fox35Orlando.com, and the headline is Florida Man Arrested for Pooping on a Dead Possum on Street During Rush Hour, police say. This happened in Clearwater, Florida. A Florida man has found himself behind bars after he was seen by a police officer pooping on a dead possum in the middle of the street. That's according to the rest uh, affidavit from Pinellas County Sheriff's Office. Rudy Wilcox was arrested and charged with exposing his sexual organs after the alleged incident that unfolded on Wednesday near the intersection of Belcher Road and Willow Tree Trail in Clearwater. Around 5.20 p.m., a 45-year-old man was seen by a Clearwater police officer defecating on a dead possum with his pants down and his backside exposed, according to the affidavit. Wilcox, who has no known residence, was allegedly in full view of the motoring public during busy traffic hours. In a post-Miranda interview, in a post-Miranda interview with police, Wilcox denied the allegations and said the officer, quote unquote, doesn't see straight. The affidavit said police, however, found physical evidence at the scene corroborating the allegations. The report said and. Uh, Wilcox remains at the Pinellas County Jail right now. So, there you go. Don't go pooping on dead possums in the middle of the street. Uh, let's see. What else do we got here? Um, 
Well, we got this one. This comes from uh, winknews.com, and the headline is Florida Man Becomes Underwear-Bearing Bandit. Florida man was caught on camera lurking through a neighborhood wearing nothing but his underwear, socks, and sneakers. Uh, I don't know why. Lewis said it was a frightening experience. He went outside thinking his wife was home early from a concert and forgot her keys, so he wanted to help her. Instead, he found Florida man Victor Esquivel Garcia in his boxers lurking around his Golden Gate home. Lewis woke up about 3 a.m. on Sunday to the sound of a rattling doorknob, and it sounded like someone was trying to open it like they didn't have a key, and that is why I thought it was my wife, said Lewis. Lewis was more than slightly surprised when his wife wasn't at the door. Uh, a zombie? I don't know if he was drinking or on drugs, but he was acting like a zombie, said Lewis. Lewis found Esquivel Garcia from Lehigh Acres clad in nothing but his underwear, socks, and sneakers. When I opened the door, he looked at me and then ran inside. Uh, or then I ran inside, said Lewis. He ran because he couldn't believe what he was seeing. I really thought it was a joke or something because this had never happened before, said Lewis. Lewis explained it quickly became scary. It was just him and his young daughter at home. He went around the back of his house and he was trying to open all, all of my doors, said Lewis. The underwear and sneaker clad man even tried to get inside Lewis's neighbor's home and managed to get into his car. Uh, we always leave, leave them open because we really do feel this is a really safe neighborhood, but we won't be doing that anymore. Said uh, Lewis said he's grateful for the CCSO for quickly getting to his home, and Esquivel Garcia was arrested that morning, but has since bonded out. So, I don't know. Just more of the same from the folks over there in Florida. Um, all right, well, that is about all the time. We didn't really have time for any more, uh, any more stories this week, but we'll, of course, pick it back up next week. And don't forget, tomorrow, head out to the... 15th annual Oak Street Po' Boy Festival presented by Tony Shasheries. Uh, it'll be starting at 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. from the 8100 block through the 8700 blocks of Oak Street. So make sure you get out there. Don't forget, uh, there is a fee for the bracelets to be able to purchase Po' Boys. Uh, I believe those are $10, but the proceeds, a portion of the proceeds will be going to Son of a Saint which is their nonprofit partner, and it's a very great cause. So no reason not to buy your, uh, buy your bracelets and enjoy the, uh, the Po' Boys. Of course, the festival is free other than that, so you can go check out the music, and there'll be tons of it. And there's over 40 food and beverage vendors, arts and market, and there's also a kid's zone too. So uh, plenty of good stuff to, uh, to go around, and it's always a good time. So head on out there tomorrow. Head out to Oak Street from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. and uh, enjoy uh, enjoy the week enjoy the Sunday no saints so no reason not to head over there all right well that is going to wrap it up for us for me and uh, we'll be back next week with more of the something to say radio show and until then remember if you're going to be dumb you got to be tough I'll talk to you then if you're going to be dumb you got to be tough when you get knocked down, you gotta get back up. I ain't the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I know enough to know. If you're gonna be dumb, you gotta be tough. I lit my brain with rot gut whiskey. Till my pain was chicken fried. And I had dudes with badges frisk me 